you should just see waves of heat coming out of the stack. You don't want to see a big plume of smoke. A lot of people that get into it, they think if you don't see the big white plume of smoke, you're not smoking your meat. That's what, what you're I think. doing is you're getting a lot of creosote in your meat and you're producing a bitter flavor. All right, guys, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, the podcast for strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much about in order to broaden perspectives. Uh, we're bringing back Jerry today. Jerry is the G of J and G Barbecue. The OG. The Soto Mayor. <laughs> what? Um, Just Soto. Just Soto. We're talking barbecue today, and, you know, some of us know a little bit of it, but Jerry knows the most. So we're going to talk tips and tricks today and different things about barbecuing. Maybe you're a weekend warrior. Maybe you want to start your own barbecue business. Jerry's going to let you know what's up. Just don't start in San Antonio. No competition. (laughs) Right? Right, J&G? That's right. All right. Let's start the show. All right, Jerry. So welcome back. Uh, Good to be back. Worm. As usual, what are you drinking? Uh, the same thing, man. Just a couple, couple wins though. Just a little. Uh, I had a few of these. Some, some summer ale, man. Some summer ale. Oh, I'm surprised they lasted you. Me, on the other hand, I switched up to the this two, two hearted ale. It's an IPA. I don't even have one heart, bro. So I can't even. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. It's from. It's made from bells. No, not Bell's the clothing company, but Bell's, I guess, the beer company. Uh. <laughs> Jerry, what are you drinking? Uh, you know, just a little uh, little Modelo there. There you go. That's what's up, bro. That's Basically, a lot, of, a lot of regrets. We know you're lying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're st- I know you. Hey, you're sticking to your diet, to your, uh, what would you call it's it? Cleansing. A diet? It's, it's not a even cleansing. a diet, man. Honestly, cleansing. like we're, I'm... I'm I'm just I'm just eating better, just for a little bit. Just calming it down a little bit. Uh, love good, man. Love some barbecue, man. I'm gonna get right back to it. I mean, that's good that you're cleansing your body, bro. But you need to cleanse your soul. <laughs> you know about that. <laughs> Woo! Let's talk about yeah, that. I think. Bro, what do you know about cleansing the soul, walking? I, dude, all I have to do is this, and I'm forgiven for everything and anything I do, dude. At any time. You said, dude. I think I think that's half the priest. I think half the priest on in your religion will disagree with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I want them to leave a comment, or if they want, we'll bring them on the show, huh? What do you What do you think? Only Only if they bring some communal wine. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a good idea, dude. Just hey, they need to be drinking wine while we're talking. That's hey, you know they're you know they're wine drinkers. <laughs> Oh, man. No, t- tell me, tell me, Soto, what, how can you cleanse your soul? What's the good way? Good, good old fashioned, you know, incense, you go to church, you get the church incense. In my backyard, you get, you get nice smoky incense. I'll tell you that. Nice. That's so that's your form of incense. Solitude. And uh, hey, uh, by the way, you have to be really careful how you say that word. <laughs> Did I say it the wrong way? I, I know I heard it. Did I, say it the wrong way? Oh, I don't know, but it sounded incense? like it could have gone either way. Incense. 
Hey, however you want to hear it, bro. See, I have a clean soul, so I heard it the right way. If you heard it a different way, <laughs> that's how you know you need detoxing of your soul. I I need some detoxing. Yeah, man. Definitely a do. body and mind and soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would you how would you detox your body and mind? Well, your body, but how your mind? Don't Wait come on the podcast for one. I mean. <laughs> uh, Dude, all right, we want to hear some of those tricks, bro. Okay, well, wait, before we go, it's 10 o'clock at night. There's a, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a candy truck, an ice cream truck rolling by. <laughs> a candy truck, or whatever, what is it called? An ice cream truck. An ice cream truck is the way. Rolling by at 10 o'clock at night. Are they selling ice cream? No. Oh, they hey, can you go buy some and hold it for me? I mean, now with Rona, every, everybody's delivering brew. J&G, hey, Jerry, that, see, that's a sign right there, man. You just have, when you get a food truck, just go at night selling meat and uh, just do what an ice cream truck does. Just go randomly, please. I guarantee you people will buy. That, that's sound advice, man. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get right on that. You should. If yeah. not, I'm going to do it. Dude, I can't wait, man. Seriously, if you start doing that, you, you got you to gotta record it, man. I just want to see what you're doing every step of the way. Where where are you going, man? What what's your first stop? I'll buy. I will buy some brisket right now at ten o'clock at night. Would you really? You see? I wouldn't buy some ice cream at ten o'clock at night, and it's rolling by. It's rolling by. But I will buy some brisket. Hey, you want to be unique? This is your way of being some unique. You're, you're you're infusing Texas and Mexican together, bro. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing right now? We're all just hanging out. Oh, actually, we're not all hanging out because social distancing, but right, yeah, exactly. if this was a normal time, yeah, if, if this is a normal time, they're all having their parties right now. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. George brings up a good point. That's true. Dude, what, just do it like Friday, Saturdays. Just drive around randomly. Maybe post it on your Facebook. That way people are aware. You know, what? If, you people, know what? if people aren't going to the bars, they're getting drunk at home. They'll buy. You know yeah. what, we're I think we need to stop talking to Jerry J and G Barbecue, and we can do our own. And we yeah, yeah, you know what? We'll show down, you. Down we'll show the, you. you know what? We're gonna have we're gonna have crappier food than you. It's gonna be ugh, and it'll still sell, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey, I learned this from this business book. I forgot what it is, but it's true. If you think you make better burgers than McDonald's, how come you're not as successful as McDonald's? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's all about Wait, brand. What? It's all about what? marketing. Well, what's the adage, right? Do you want it cheap? Do you want it good, or do you want it fast? And you I can... want it cheap, cheap and fast. That's what people I want. want it so hard to fast. Then it ain't gonna be good, but that's fine if that's what people want, right? People are I drunk, don't care. Model. I'm not knocking it. I'm and I just want a fast bug, dude. That's all. There so you there go. You can do it, man. And that's why we don't have a barbecue business. <laughs> <laughs> you can put the bottle yeah. on it. But no lie, I will buy bar- barbecue at ten o'clock at night versus ice cream. Uh, hey, uh, one thing I am curious about, though, you said you get free wood from some guy who just wants you to get rid of it. Yeah. And I'm sure it benefits him, too, because you just cleaned it up. Did you know him? Was it was it just someone you bumped into or like a oh, worms, worms by getting free woods in all six? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can use that. That was funny. You know. <laughs> I'll throw it in there. It's fine. Throw it in there, bro. All right, whatever. No, but uh, – yeah, no, Jake knows him. I don't know him personally. I've actually never met him, uh, but but Jake knows him. So he, he'll he he'll bring it in his truck, and we'll just throw it in the backyard, and I just go to town chopping it up. Um, but, yeah, it comes to us in, like, like these big freaking tree trunks, man, and we just have to break that down. But it, it's we don't have to pay for it. 
It's pretty nice. So tips and tricks, barbecue. We're talking about wood. What is what is your choice of wood? I think you already said it, but why? Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I I I like mesquite, and that's a real South Texas thing. You can find mesquite everywhere, man. Like, and it, it it's a weed basically. It, it just grows all over the place. And honestly, man, there's a lot of good hardwoods you can use. <laughs> the rule of thumb is anything that produces a nut or a fruit, for the most part, you can use. Um, you don't want to use pine because it, it produces a lot of pitch, a lot of sap, and, and it's just not going to taste good. Um, but I mean, in some parts of the country, if you go up to Illinois, you're going to find an apple. If you go to, uh, you know, the southern United States, you're going to find a lot of hickory. You're going to find pecan here. You're going to find post oak in Texas. Uh, I've, I've cooked with all of them. Um, and for me, a lot of people are afraid of it, man, because it is really smoky. But if, if you know how to use it, mesquite is awesome, man. Like it, you just get like a, a rich, almost like a, like a coffee kind of flavor out of it. Like it's, it's a, a really rich flavor that you don't get out of other woods. But I mean, that's just me. I mean, like a lot of people would disagree with me, you know. Uh, Everybody has strong opinions about why. Everyone in the barbecue world has strong opinions, man. Like, if, if you talk to someone in Kansas City, they would say that they're the barbecue capital of the world. They, they made, uh, you know, point what it is. And, and in Texas, we would argue no. We've been to barbecue uh, cook-offs together. And I yep. think from one thing I gathered from going to those is that maybe some uh, of the chefs there or the cooks, the master, what are called, master pits, pit masters. Yeah, pit- yeah (laughs) um they've said mesquite is no go do not use it never and so i think this is one where people would say we'll have really strong opinions on i because of because of that and because i i don't know any better and i just go off what they have said i have never used mesquite i use hickory and if I have the extra money, I'll go cherry. Yeah. Um, it's true, man. Mesquite, like if, if you don't know how to use it, if you burn a dirty fire, you're going to – your first bite, you're going to think, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then your second bite, there it is. It's going to be bitter barbecue. But that's the secret, man. Honestly, a lot of people, they mess around with, uh, you know, rubs and injections, and, and they, they want to get real creative, and they think that's barbecue. I mean, you could, you could put a brisket – in an oven with sauces and rubs and come out with something amazing. But the secret is the smoke and how you burn the fire. So if you can burn a clean fire and you don't use a ton of wood um, in the process, I think it, you're going to, you're going to get a great brisket or whatever you're cooking. Now, I mean, if you're, if you're doing poultry, if you're doing turkey legs or chicken or something like that, if you've got pecan, pecan doesn't burn as hot and it doesn't produce as much smoke or as uh as powerful a smoke, I guess. So yeah, I mean, every once in a while I'll use pecan for, for chicken and stuff, but pretty much everything, man, mesquite, that, that's, that's pretty much all I use. Um, if you've had my barbecue before, it's, it's, it's been mesquite. Yeah. And what makes you quality also is, uh, see, like with me, I'm just thinking, man, you just throw in the wood and that's it, but you prep the wood also, right? You said you yeah. leave it, you leave yeah. it there to dry, you leave it in rain. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like last time I talked to you about seasoning wood and what you do, you um, you want to cut you want to cut it lengthwise. You don't want to cut it in big chunks because part of the reason is when moisture leaves wood, it comes out of the the 
the, um, it's, what is it called, xylem, I think. So like the venation in the wood itself. So it comes out lengthwise. It doesn't come out of the top of the bottom. Right. So you want to cut it about forearm length, forearm width, and just kind of stack it. Um, really, you want to use wood appropriate to the size of your smoker, whatever it may be. So, um, and, and when you leave it in the elements like that and you let it dry, uh, you get the right amount of moisture. You know, you're not burning really green wood. You're not burning kiln-dried wood. It tends to go up hotter and faster. But uh, that, that's a big one, man. If you can use wood that has the right amount of moisture. If you see that yellow ring around it, it tends to have a little more moisture. In it. Mm. So, yeah. Would that be different with like different kind of woods? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like post oak is is if you go to like Franklin's or you go to um, Snows or any of the places in, in Central Texas, you know, the barbecue belt, they're probably using post oak. Uh, as a matter of fact, I know Franklin uses post oak exclusively, and that tends to be a lot more dense um, and it just burns longer, in my experience, than than the skeet wood does. Of course, you're going to get a different flavor. Um, He's more of like the, the German Czech style barbecue that you're going to find throughout central Texas. Uh, but yeah, I mean, different woods take, and, and, and not just different types of wood, but different lengths and different cuts of wood. They take, you know, different periods of time to dry out. So, and you don't want them totally dry. You know what I mean? So that's why you, you want to let them kind of sit there for a couple of months before you use it. Well, see, but and see like, I'm, I'm naive, man. So you, you don't even use lighter fluid or anything, right? I'm assuming it's all. I don't lose. I don't like to use lighter fluid because I, I taste it, man. I taste it when it's done. Uh, so I, I'll use um, wax cubes. I'll use tumbleweeds. I'll use butcher paper soaked in, in fat from previous cooks. You know things like that. All natural. Uh, yeah, I, I just I I don't want if you don't want it in your final product, you don't want to use it at any point in your mm. cook. So if, I just completely negate that from the equation. Wow. 90% of what I do is just, is building fires and watching them, man. Like that's the secret. If, if mm -hmm. you can burn a clean fire, it doesn't matter what wood you're using, use whatever you like, uh, but, or whatever you have really, man, like, but if you can burn a clean fire, what I mean by that really, and that's the best advice I can give. You should just see waves of heat coming out of the stack. You don't want to see a big plume of smoke. A lot of people that get into it, they think if you don't see the big white plume of smoke, you're not smoking your meat. That's what, what you're doing is you're getting a lot of creosote in your meat and you're producing a bitter flavor. So if you can get waves of heat coming out of the top and you're maintaining the temperature that you want, I usually go about 250. If I'm doing poultry that, you know, I want to bite through skin, I'll go 275 or maybe a little hotter, but generally around the 250 range. If I see that, then I'm, I'm not touching anything. I'm just making sure the fire stays the way I need it to. See, Worm just knows that if you don't see smoke, you ain't getting high. <laughs> so when you just see heat waves that's all ox that's pure oxygen i'm assuming or but yeah your, your fire is burning more efficiently so like when you cook in an oven it's still heat right it's 100 percent efficient you're not producing the this the what is it the co2 and the moisture and everything else that goes into making smoke but i mean wood is is imperfect but you want to get it as close to efficient as possible, 100% efficiency. And when you see that, you know you're, you're burning in an oxygen-rich environment and it's an efficient fire. If you can get good at that, then you're, you're automatically catapulting yourself into the upper echelon of barbecue. So like for, for, a, beginner, for a beginner like Worm, you know, uh, a beta B, a beta. No, nah, no, I'm an alpha. <laughs> no, I'm just These kidding. These guys are gammas. They're not even betas. Yeah. Uh, for somebody that's, trying to learn a barbecue or smoke, how would you 
say is the best way to learn to manage your fire? Like easier way to manage a fire? Um, honestly, you can, you can get like a fan or a hairdryer. It's better to ask forgiveness and permission sometimes, right? Like I'll just sneak a hairdryer out there. Uh, if, if I need a little more oxygen going in, into the, the firebox, get a little fan. They, they sell like a little barbecue dragon. It's like a little fan. That, it's like, I think it's 20 bucks or something. It's not that bad. Just buy it and just keep, you know, fanning the fire to, to make sure that you get the oxygen you need. But honestly, man, when you get a, when you get a smoker, if you're going to buy a new smoker, it doesn't really matter what you're going to get. Just learn to use it, whatever it is. You have to season it anyway. Mm. Um, hold up. I just heard a gunshot. I heard it. Did you hear that? Mm. I heard something. Yeah. Hold on. Give me, give me one second. Andy, right there. I just heard a gunshot and then just ended. <laughs> well, that's it for part two. <laughs> Dude, that would be perfect. Or you should do it as a teaser, but then we'll just jump back into it. Right. Oh, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, Jerry. Oh, shoot. No more depressing stuff. All right. right. So that was, was that heard a gunshot? Gun hey, is everything right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it's okay. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't see anything. About two or three weeks ago, um, I was going to go lock the front gate. Or Jen, Jen goes, hey, go lock the front gate. And I was okay. So I'm looking for my keys. And all I hear is, Papa! Like, no way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think that was a gunshot or a couple of gunshots. Yeah. But they were like, they were distant. So I knew they weren't like close by. They were like echoes. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, you're sending me out. All right, let's get back into this conversation. So, if you have like a, like a like if it just rained or something and you didn't put like the wood away in time or you don't have like a covering for it, one trick you could do, uh, if it's a small enough piece, which it should be anyway, right? If you have to fit the wood appropriate in the size of your smoke, dryer. just put it put the the chunk that you're going to use next, kind of like get it in the batter's box, like put it on the hot box so that the heat from the hot box kind of dries it out a little bit and it 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 skips the amount of time. Cause you have to take that piece beyond smoldering to, to like full on uh, fire like, like that. Right. So just put it on top. It's not going to light on fire anyway, but it'll dry it out. So you weren't, I've, I've never seen anyone do that, dude. <laughs> I, did, yeah. I told you I knew what I was doing, but you uh, know what? You're wrong, Jerry. Sometimes what? that, sometimes that piece does catch on fire. <laughs> it, it oh, fire I, I saw it, dude. I saw it. I was telling you. It, it was a hundred and something outside, but yeah, it was like, it was stupid hot outside, but I had just told Worm, oh, I just put it up here so it can, like, dry out a little bit, and now we want to put it on the fire. Uh, well, the fire that I was burning was burning longer than usual because it was yeah. hot outside, so it was burning longer than usual. Yeah. So I put it out there, and I was telling Worm that I do that so it can dry out a little bit so that when I put it on the fire, it catches instantly, and there's less yeah, yeah. smoke. So I did and we're talking or whatever and I look over and I go worm is that on fire over there <laughs> the top of my offset box is just completely on fire way uh, yeah and so I had to run over there and just like smash the pieces off and yeah I've never seen that before well I stand corrected there you go I mean but we're yeah. don't, don't leave it on there too long but if you need to dry it out put it on there for a little bit and remember it's got a, like, a wet piece of wood it's not going to catch anyway Exactly. Do you wrap your brisket based on temperature or? I thought do you wrap, bro. 
Do you, or do you I, or do you just rap? Nah, you uh, rap like a, dap, like a double dap or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go like judo. <laughs> what? Oh, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the audience. <laughs> oh, my sister was our first guest, and uh, she has a podcast ah. called Judo. Ah, I got you. And then after that, go to J and G Barbecue Facebook. Yeah, go like please, that. please do that. We we would love the, the the likes. But yeah, man, you. I mean, I. I don't rap unless I have to. Like, if I can get a whole brisket to finish off without rapping, great. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But, but that said, like, I generally, I, I'll rap when I'm happy with the color. Like, for me, I, the cook is in two parts. So the first part is about getting the right color, the right bark. You want your rub to stick. You know, you want a pretty presentation, right, at the end of the day. And then the second part is about hitting temp and getting the right feel. I, I like foil, man. I honestly, I, I. Man, you're just turning everybody away at this conversation. Yeah, I know. Oh, really? What is it? They call that the Texas crutch. They call it the crutch. Yeah, but but the reason being is that you, at a certain point, you're only going to get so much smoke on the meat. I mean, it, it's not going to penetrate the whole way through. Seriously, if you can just like hollow out the inside of of a brisket and just eat that, you're not going to get a lot of smoke flavor. Um, the way that you can get more of a smoke ring, more of a smoke flavor is if you use a good amount of salt in your rub, it's going to penetrate and open up the cells a little more to get you more of a smoke ring and a little bit more, more flavor. But I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm happy with the way it looks and I know it's got enough smoke on it, wrap it, call it a day, man. I mean, wh why are you going to waste more wood, more resources than you have to? Damn. And, and I, I, I've used... Uh, butcher paper. I like butcher paper because it does, it's more permeable. It's going to get more smoke in there, but the, the foil is going to, you can, you can add a little something to it, a little beef broth or, you know, just plain water, hot sauce, whatever, and kind of braise it tender a little more and it's going to cook a little faster. Um, if, if you hit a stall, uh, as the meat's kind of tightening up, a lot of people think, oh, it looks good. I'm going to pull it off. But when you hit that stall period, you know, you're climbing internal temperature, you might be at like 185 or 190 and it just stays there for three hours. And you're like, what the hell's going on? If you, if you wrap it at that point, I mean, you're already, you're good with the, the way it, it looks anyway. I mean, just wrap it, finish it up and get out of there, you know, but, but, but mess around, man. Like if you're having fun and you, and you like the way butcher paper works for you, use it, man. But your paper's great. That, that's the thing is that if you, if you talk to, if you talk to most pitmasters the good ones will tell you they're still learning man like they and they they have strong opinions about things that change you know um, and the fun thing is experimenting like I, well one thing we can all agree on is that you have to let that brisket rest for 45 to an hour you have to man you have right? to you put all that time and effort and work and then you're going to cut into it and just let it all bleed out on you no yeah. and if you, put it, if you put it like in a yeti cooler and you don't open up a like the plug to, to let the heat out, it's going to cook in that Yeti cooler. You, you pull it out at 203, you check it in an hour, it might be at 210. Oh, well, excuse me. I don't have a Yeti cooler. I'm putting mine in, either, a, in an igloo. A lot of people do. And if you have one, you, I mean, you better come correct with it. because I, I put mine in an igloo and hope it doesn't have spiders in it. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, hey, speaking of that, I wanted to know what has been your biggest mistake? Or what was your biggest oh, screw up? That's a good question. My biggest screw up ever when it comes to cooking barbecue? Like what was like my, my horror story? Yeah, yeah. And and preferably recently. Re so so a recent uh, horror story, I guess, that I've had. Like 
you know, when, when you barbecue, man, like you, you go, you have to fight the elements sometimes. Well, I was out there and I was making a, a brisket for actually a guy I worked with. Um, and I was already well into the cook and here comes a rainstorm. So oh. I had to scramble. I had to get a little awning and like put it up and I was soaking wet out there by myself, like shivering, finishing this thing up. And it came out great, man. Like, honestly, um, that was, uh, I have pictures of it up on, on my Facebook page. Um, but dude, that was, that was awful. Cause I had to go to work the next day and I was like under the weather and it was awful. That's a recent horror story. The first time I made a brisket, I, this was probably three years ago, two years ago, something like that. I, I didn't do any research. I didn't watch any videos. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't do any, any preparation for this thing. I went out and got just a Packers cut, regular brisket, didn't trim anything, packed it full of seasoning, and just <laughs> threw it on the grill and hoped for the best. And I pulled it off based on just, look, I didn't know what to look for in terms of feel or internal temp or anything. I was so new to it. I mean, I was still doing like hot dogs and hamburgers and fajitas and stuff. And that was like my level at that point were you just craving brisket or something or? i just wanted to get into it man like i, I was like i'm gonna try it i'm gonna just jump in yeah just jump in head first and dude when we cut into it it was uh my wife's family and it looked like like uh like a rare you for a whole family dude your first oh, oh no <laughs> i remember <laughs> this yeah i do it good don't worry it looked <laughs> amazing dude it was inedible. Uh, <laughs> it was what happened? You cut into it and what happened? It looked like prime rib, dude. It looked like it was like bleeding still. It was bad. The outside was charred. You didn't let it sit for 45 minutes, right? Yeah, that was it. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta let it sit for 45 minutes Wasn't to an it? hour, dude. Wasn't it for like a celebration? Like you guys were celebrating something? Probably. Family together thing. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. Man, I just remember we were all sitting around and they were like, oh, yeah, this is great. And I was like, <laughs> No. <laughs> so what did you learn from that? What did So the flat, the lean part, uh cooked a little too hot and fast. And <laughs> too hard too fast, bro. Good job, good job. Too hard too fast, man, on the flat. And then the point came out great, but like half the brisket was jerky and the other half like we could kind of shred it up and make tacos out of it. So I got better after that one. You mentioned actually you did mention in the last podcast that you watched some YouTube. Like who are the YouTubers? that you learn from besides too hard too fast, too fast. <laughs> there, there's a lot man i mean honestly if you go to youtube i would look up uh top three top three go top five let's go top five if you have five oh, top ten screw right. it <laughs> i don't know man i I'll, I'll i'll list as many as i can so go uh check out um how to barbecue right with malcolm reed that, oh yes hey welcome event. back to how to barbecue right my name is malcolm reed and today we're cooking blah 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 everything yeah Ooh, that's my guy and the cool thing yeah, about he's pretty good or what yeah he's, he's got like 10 different types of smokers he collects them so wow. he'll he'll like roll on like a uds other days he'll have like an old hickory other days he'll have an offset um and so no matter what you have he'll teach you how to cook on it and wow. he'll do beef he'll do pork he'll do poultry he'll do seafood he'll do it he'll grill he'll smoke so he's a good one and, and i learned a lot from from him honestly you can also go to um mad scientist barbecue is another good one. Oh, that dude for real yeah yeah he'll, he'll get he'll break down like 
not necessarily like the whole process of the cook, but like why things work the way they do. So you can kind of wrap your head around some of the stuff I talked about, like burning a clean fire and, and the science behind it. All right. So you got Malcolm Reed, how to barbecue, right? And uh, the the barbecue scientist or the scientist. What is it? Yeah, Matt, Matt the barbecue scientist. scientist. The Matt, yeah, yeah. Uh, Swine Life, I think. Swine Life has a pretty good channel. Um, I think they, they actually cook with Malcolm Reed. Just for, for, for cooking in general, uh, cooking and grilling with AB. Check that guy out. He knows a lot of recipes. Like, if you want, like, barbecue sides. I think he's based out of L.A., but he cooks, like, like good, really good southern food. So, Cooking and Grilling with A.B. is a good channel. Aaron freaking Franklin. How did I forget that? He's got a YouTube channel. <laughs> dude, go watch a YouTube channel? Yeah. Dude, just you, – you, he has everything, like, like split up. You can do – you can learn how to do a brisket from him. Oh, yeah, okay. I learned some stuff from him, yeah. Dude, like, yeah, learn from the best, man. You can you can check out Aaron Franklin on YouTube. I like it. his best tip was sit back and relax and crack yourself open a beer because you're gonna yeah. be here a while. It's gonna be a long. Or, or or if you're checking it, you're not smoking it. You ain't cooking. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah, if you're checking, you ain't smoking or whatever. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. <laughs> yeah. You have to trust the process. You gotta yeah. trust it, man. Because I mean that is very true. If if you're looking. You're gonna interrupt the 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 whole process, man. It's, you're gonna have to bounce back the heat and yep. just leave it alone. All right, last question. Um, if Jake wasn't involved, who will make the better Jay? M- me or Worm? Oh my God! Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> too hard, too fast. Damn. Uh, who's who? a better friend? Who's a better friend to you? <laughs> no, I'm just joking, man. Nah, I don't blame you, bro. Sorry. You don't have to answer this question. <laughs> I don't know that I can answer that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just thought I I'll forgive you, bro. I forgive you. Yeah, thank you. I'm absolved. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, that's it. Another podcast down the drain. We just went tips and tricks with J and G Barbecue. Um, once again, follow them on J and G Barbecue Facebook, Instagram. If you're living in San Antonio. Uh, you gotta order from them. They f- do free delivery. Get it while it's hot. Um, if you don't live in San Antonio, hey, give them a follow. You never know what might happen. Uber Eats. Uber <laughs> Eats. <laughs> um, with that said, remember, dinner be you, dinner be weird. Worm, what are you gonna say? Yo quiero J and G barbecue. Oh man, that's it. Another podcast down the drain. My. Jerry, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you.